Section 27 of the Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Irma Martin. The Book of A Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 27. Three hundred and twenty-first night to three hundred and twenty-fourth night. When it was the three hundred and twenty-first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Barsoom replied, Pardon, O king of the age, thou art right as regards the table, for thy slave is indeed a Nazarene. Whereupon all present, gentle and simple, wondered at the king's skill in hitting upon the truth by geomancy, and said, Verily this king is a diviner, whose like there is not in the world. Thereupon Queen Zumarud bade flay the Nazarene, and stuff his skin with straw, and hang it over the gate of the race-course. Moreover she commended to dig a pit without the city, and burn therein his flesh and bones, and throw over his ashes a fall and ordure. We hear and obey, answered they, and did with him all she bade. And when the folk saw what had befallen the Christian, they said, Serve him right, but what an unlucky mouthful was that for him! And another said, Be the far one's wife divorced if this vow be broken. Never again to the end of my days will I eat of the sugared rice. And the hashish eater cried, Praised be Allah who spared me this fellow's fate by saving me from eating of that same rice. Then they all went out, holding it thenceforth unlawful to sit over against the dish of sweet rice as the Nazarene had sat. Now, when the first day of the third month came, they laid the tables according to custom, and covered them with dishes and chargers, and Queen Zumarud came down and sat on her throne, with her guards in attendance, as of wont, in awe of her dignity and majesty. Then the townsfolk entered, as before, and went round about the tables, looking for the place of the dish of sweet rice, and quoth one to another, Hark ye, O Haji, Kalaf! And the other answered, At thy serveth, O Haji Khalid. Said Khalid, Avoid the dish of sweet rice, and look thou eat not thereof, for if thou do, by early morning thou wilt be hanged. Then they sat down to meet around the table, and as they were eating, Queen Zumarud chanced to look from her throne, and saw a man come running in through the gate of the horse-course. And having considered him attentively, she knew him for Jawan the Kurdish thief who murdered the trooper. Now the cause of his coming was this. When he left his mother, he went to his comrades and said to them, I did good business yesterday, for I slew a trooper and took his horse. Moreover, there fell to me last night a pair of saddlebags, full of gold, and a young lady worth more than the money in pouch, and I have left all that with my mother in the cave. At this they rejoiced and repaired to the cavern at nightfall, whilst Jawan the Kurd walked in front and the rest behind he wishing to bring them the booty of which he had boasted. But he found the place clean empty, and questioned his mother, who told him all that had befallen her. Whereupon he bit his hands for regret, and exclaimed, By Allah I will assuredly make search for the harlot and take her, wherever she is, though it be in the shell of a pistachio-nut, and quench my malice on her. So he went forth in quest of her, and ceased not journeying from place to place till he came to Queen Zumarud's city. On entering, he found the town deserted, 
and inquiring of some women whom he saw looking from the windows, they told him that it was the Sultan's custom to make a banquet for the people on the first of each month, and that all the lieges were bound to go and eat of it. Furthermore, the women directed him to the racing ground, where the feast was spread. So he entered at a shuffling trot, and, finding no place empty, save that before the dish of sweet rice already noticed, took his seat right opposite it, and stretched out his hand towards the dish. Whereupon the folk cried out to him, saying, O oh, our brother, what wouldst thou do? Quoth he, I would eat my fill of this dish. Rejoined one of the people, If thou eat of it, thou wilt assuredly find thyself hanged to-morrow morning. But Jawan said, Hold thy tongue, and talk not so unpleasantly. Then he stretched out his hand to the dish, and drew it to him. But it so chanced that the hashish-eater of whom we have spoken was sitting by him, and when he saw him take the dish, the fumes of the hashish left his head, and he fled from his place, and sat down afar off, saying, I will have nothing to do with yonder dish. Then Jawan the Kurd put out his hand, which was very like a raven's claws, scooped up therewith half the dishful, and drew out his neve as if it were a camel's hoof. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and twenty-second night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Jawan the Kurd drew his neve from the dish as if it were a camel's hoof, and rolled the lump of rice in the palm of his hand, till it was like a big orange, and threw it ravenously into his mouth and it rolled down his gullet with a rumble like thunder, and the bottom of the deep dish appeared where said mouthful had been. Thereupon quoth to him one sitting by his side, Praised be Allah for not making me meet between thy hands, for thou hast cleared the dish at a single mouthful. And quoth the hashish-eater, Let him eat, methinks he hath a hanging face. Then turning to Jawan he added, Eat, and Allah give thee small good of it. So Jawan put out his hand again, and taking another mouthful, was rolling it in his palm like the first, when, behold, the queen cried out to the guards, saying, Bring me yonder man in haste, and let him not eat the mouthful in his hand. So they ran, and seizing him as he hung over the dish, brought him to her, and set him in her presence. Whilst the people exulted over his mishap, and said one to the other, Serve him right, for we warned him, but he would not take the warning. Verily, this place is bound to be the death of whoso sitteth therein, and yonder rice bringeth doom to all who eat of it. Then said Queen Zumarud to Jawan, What is thy name and trade, and wherefore comest thou to our city? Answered he, O our lord the Sultan, my name is Othman. I work as a gardener, and am come hither in quest of somewhat I have lost. Quoth Zumarud, Here with the table of sand. So they brought it, and she took a pen, and drawing a geomantic scheme, considered it a while, then raising her head, exclaimed, Woe to thee, thou loser! How darest thou lie to kings? This sand telleth me that of a truth thy name is Jawan the Kurd, and that thou art by trade a robber, taking men's goods in the way of unright, and slaying those whom Allah hath forbidden to slay, save for just cause. And she cried out upon him, saying, O hog, tell me the truth of thy case, or I will cut off thy head on the spot. Now when he heard these words, he turned yellow, and his teeth chattered. Then deeming that he might save himself by truth-telling, he replied, 
O king, thou sayest sooth, but I repent at thy hands henceforth, and turn to Allah Almighty. She answered, It were not lawful for me to leave a pest in the way of Muslims, and cried to her guards, Take him, and skin him, and do with him as last month ye did by his like. They obeyed her commandment, and when Hashish Eater saw the soldier seize the man, he turned his back upon the dish of rice, saying, "'Tis a sin to present my face to thee." And after they had made an end of eating, they dispersed to their several homes, and Zumarud returned to her palace, and dismissed her attendants. Now when the fourth month came around, they went to the race-course, and made the banquet, according to custom, and the folk sat awaiting leave to begin. Presently Queen Zumarud entered, and, sitting down on her throne, looked at the tables, and saw that room for four people was left void before the dish of rice, at which she wondered. Now, as she was looking around, behold, she saw a man come trotting in at the gate of the horse-course, and he stayed not till he stood over the food-trays, and, finding no room save before the dish of rice, took his seat there. She looked at him, and knowing him for the accursed Christian who called himself Rashid al-Din, said in her mind, How blessed is this device of the food, into whose toils this infidel hath fallen! Now the cause of his coming was extraordinary, and it was on this wise. When he returned from his travels, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and twenty-third night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the accursed, who had called himself Rashid al-Din, returned from travel, his household informed him that Zumarud was missing, and with her a pair of saddle-bags full of money. On hearing which ill tidings he rent his raiment, and buffeted his face and plucked out his beard. Then he dispatched his brother Barsoom in quest of her to lands adjoining, and, when he was weary of awaiting news of him, he went forth himself to seek for him and for the girl, when as fate led him to the city of Zumarud. He entered it on the first day of the month, and finding the streets deserted, and the shops shut, and women idling at the windows, he asked them the reason why, and they told him that the king made a banquet on the first of each month for the people, all of whom were bound to attend it, nor might any abide in his house or shop that day, and they directed him to the racing plain. So he betook himself thither, and found the people crowding about the food, and there was never a place for him, save in front of the rice-dish now well known. Here then he sat, and put forth his hand to eat thereof, whereupon Zumarud cried out to her guard, saying, Bring me him who sitteth over against the dish of rice. So they knew him by what had before happened, and laid hands on him, and brought him before Queen Zumarud, who said to him, out on thee! What is thy name and trade, and what bringeth thee to our city? Answered he, O king of the age, my name is Rustam, and I have no occupation, for I am a poor dervish. Then said she to her attendants, Bring me table of sand and pen of brass. So they brought her what she sought, as of want, and she took the pen, and made the dots which formed the figure, and considered it a while. Then raising her head to Rashid al-Din, she said, O dog, how darest thou lie to kings? Thy name is Rashid al-Din the Nazarene. Thou art outwardly a Muslim, but a Christian at heart, and thine occupation is to lay snares for the slave-girls of the Muslims and make them captives. Speak the truth, or I will smite off thy head. He hesitated and stammered, then replied, 
thou sayest sooth, O king of the age. Whereupon she commanded to throw him down and give him an hundred blows with a stick on each soul, and a thousand stripes with a whip on his body, after which she bade flay him and stuff his skin with herds of flax, and dig a pit without the city, wherein they should burn his corpse and cast on his ashes a fall and ordure. They did as she bade them, and she gave the people leave to eat. So they ate, and when they had eaten their fill they went their ways, while Queen Zumarud returned to her palace, saying, I thank Allah for solacing my heart of those who wronged me. Then she praised the Creator of the earth and the heavens and repeated these couplets. They ruled a while, and theirs was harsh tyrannic rule, but soon that rule went by as though it never were. If just they had won justice, but they sinned and so, the world collected all its bane for them to bear. So died they, and their case's tongue declares aloud, this is for that, so of the world your blaming spare. And when her verse was ended, she called to mind her lord Alishar, and wept flowing tears. But presently recovered herself, and said, Haply, Allah, who hath given mine enemies into my hand, will vouchsafe me the speedy return of my beloved. And she begged forgiveness of Allah, be he extolled and exalted. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and twenty-fourth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the queen begged forgiveness of Allah, be he extolled and exalted, and said, Haply he will vouchsafe me speedy reunion with my beloved Alishar, for he can do what he willeth, and to his servants showeth grace, ever mindful of their case. Then she praised Allah, and again besought forgiveness of him, submitting herself to the decrees of destiny, assured that each beginning hath his end, and repeating the saying of the poet, Take all things easy, for all worldly things in Allah's hand are ruled by destiny. Ne'er shall befall thee out of things forbidden, nor what is bidden e'er shall fail to thee. And what another saith, Roll up thy days, and easy shall they roll, through life, nor haunt the house of grief and dole. Full many a thing, which is o'er hard to find, Next hour shall bring thee to delight thy soul. And what a third saith. Be mild what time thou'rt ta'en with anger and despite, And patient if there fall misfortune on thy head. Indeed the nights are quick and great with child by time, And of all wondrous things are hourly brought to bed. And what a fourth saith. Take patience, which breeds good, if patience thou can learn. Be calm, soured, scaping anguish, draughts that gripe and brin. Know that if patience with good grace thou dare refuse, with ill-graced patience thou shalt bear what wrote the pen. After which she abode thus another whole month's space, judging the folk and bidding and forbidding by day, and by night weeping and bewailing her separation from her lord Alishar. On the first day of the fifth month she bade them spread the banquet on the race-plain, according to custom, and sat down at the head of the tables, whilst the lieges awaited the signal to fall to, leaving the place before the dish of rice vacant. She sat with eyes fixed upon the gate of the horse-course, noting all who entered, and saying in her soul, O thou who restoredest Joseph to Jacob, and didst away the sorrows of Job! 
vouchsafe of thy might and thy majesty to restore me, my lord Elishar. For thou over all things art omnipotent, O lord of the worlds, O guide of those who go astray, O hear of those that cry, O answer of those that pray, answer thou my prayer, O lord of all creatures. Now hardly had she made an end of her prayer and supplication when, behold, she saw entering the gate of the horse-plain a young man, in shape like a willow-branch, the comeliest of youths and the most accomplished, save that his face was wan and his form wasted by weariness. Now as he entered and came up to the tables, he found no seat vacant save that over against the dish of sweet rice, so he sat down there. And when Zumarud looked upon him, her heart fluttered, and, observing him narrowly, she knew him for her lord Alishar, and was like to have cried out for joy, but restrained herself, fearing disgrace before the folk, and, albeit her bowels yearned over him, and her heart beat wildly, she hid what she felt. Now the cause of his coming thither was on this wise. After he fell asleep upon the bench, and Zumarud let herself down to him, and Jawan the Kurd seized her, he presently awoke and found himself lying with his head bare. So he knew that some one had come upon him and had robbed him of his turban whilst he slept. So he spoke the saying which shall never shame its sayer, and which is, Verily we are Allah's, and to him are we returning. And going back to the old woman's house knocked at the door. She came out, and he wept before her, till he fell down in a fainting fit. Now when he came to himself, he told her all that had passed, and she blamed him, and chid him for his foolish doings, saying, Verily thine affliction and calamity come from thyself. And she gave not over reproaching him, till the blood streamed from his nostrils, and he again fainted away. When he recovered from his wound, and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 27